0: Grace, mercy, and peace be and abide with each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, indeed the one who is the Word made flesh. Amen. I uh, wonder uh, if you ever ask yourselves why uh, Christian pastors or church leaders at times emphasize so much why we want you to be a people who read the Bible, read God's Word. And I'll be uh, uh, cautious and not answer for other pastors and Christian teachers, but let me tell you why I believe it is such a priority, a necessity. And the reason is this, because your life, now and in eternity, depends on it. Now, in our culture today, that might sound like some very strong words, but my friends, this is the foundation. This is where we go for guidance, for strength, for hope, for understanding, for life. Word, the Word of God. You know, grounded in the word, that's a a phrase that actually can be interpreted in a number of different ways. I know of one Lutheran church that gathers together and they uh, gather and they share holy grounds, coffee. (laughs) But I like how they have tied that in beyond trying to just play off of that uh, 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 imagery to then they gather together in that place of holy grounds to study the scriptures for that appointed sunday and let that word penetrate deeper and let it speak to them and guide them and uphold them well grounded in the word is the theme that i was led to today and Part of the reason that is is because I wanted you again to be assured that that is what this church is built upon. And that, my friends, is what we are called to be. Whether you are a part of Amazing Grace Lutheran Church or somewhere else, but we are a people who are called to be grounded in the one true Word of God that is revealed in the Holy Scripture. Further, as we follow Jesus' life in our readings, I believe that we are called to live like him. I love the fact that this young boy had already his priorities straight. Remember, he is not only God, but he is also man. And here he goes off to what he understood was priority, to be in his father's house hear that word, and to make that word further part of his life. But you know, grounded in the word can be a phrase that can be interpreted in a, a number of different ways. Grounded. Ask a, uh, a younger person, ask a millennial, ask a Gen Xer, and they'll do one of two things. They'll either make you think of a definition you, you know, were not aware of, or they may take you back to remembering a definition you well remember. Because see, grounded often has negative connotations to that word. You know, such as, you know, uh, if you look at the thesaurus, it'll tell you stranded. Stuck, like the Boeing jets, (laughs) stuck on ground? Or how about grounded as in punished? And I certainly remember that one, my father saying, and you're grounded for two weeks. Negative connotations. You know, sometimes we can feel that way in life. But I want to offer you a a more appropriate understanding of the word grounded in the basic English. Grounded is used to describe a person who is sensible, a person who has good understanding of what is truly important in life. Grounded. I wonder what some people would say about you and me who know us about what we are grounded in whether we really are rooted and founded upon that which is most important in life. The picture that I see when I read this definition is one of believers who are hungry, of believers who gather together and who gather around that very word, people who allow that word to speak to them, to mold them, to shape them, to change them, to embrace them, to love them. By the way, if you've not heard me say it, and you very likely have not, may I suggest it? Bring your Bible. Write in your Bible. Highlight your Bible. And if you've gone to the electronic world, then feel free to bring your iPad, your tablet, your phone. Just don't go to Facebook and all unless you're posting something about my sermon. But seriously, every day you and I have this incredible gift from God at our very fingertips. And we are given that gift to be grounded in. I, um, I can't be reading and thinking as last night I went to bed and not have arise in my mind Jesus' words when, you know, he says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God in Matthew chapter 4. But how often we strive to do just the opposite, isn't it? We feed on everything else that's around us, and we get a few crumbs of this on Sunday morning. And by the way, now and then I am challenged that I preach a little longer than some Lutheran pastors, and I'm very happy to hear that, because I know that for many people this is your primary time and place of feeding. But I want to encourage you, even before I go through this whole message, that that should not be the case. That every day, your Lord wants to love you. Every day, he wants to wrap his arms around you. Every day, he wants to get into your life and into your heart in his word. And if you think I've figured all this out and have it down perfectly... You don't know me then because I'm running with my agenda and activities and, you know, own, you know, agenda and then rework responsibilities. So I've got to find several different ways in order to keep me going back here to get me grounded. One, did you know with your um, phone and your Bible app, it'll read to you the Bible? Guess where I'm listening often It's very easy to turn the news on in my car or music. But if I consciously make an effort, let that word speak to me. Now, yes, sometimes while I'm complaining about the driver in front of me, I'm not listening fully. But I'm getting far more than I would that if I did not have it on at all. Or how about on the same Bible app I have on my phone, I listen to many of the devotionals. Some of them are there to read but others you can pick are audio. And so as I have that 20-minute drive here and back, that's what I'm spending my time with. And I continue to be amazed and thankful for how often that word and those devotions turn into prayer. But it's a daily, ongoing battle to stay grounded right here. Truth is this, at times we all face challenges individually and together, whether, you know, as a congregation, a community, or a nation. We all face challenges. And so it's easy to think, you know, grounded as stranded or stuck, but through the gift of God's holy word, we can instead find ourselves confident and enlightened with what's truly important in life and then with an open heart hear these words from James chapter 1 whenever you face trials of any kind consider it nothing but joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete lacking nothing i got to say through life's trials and hardship, chances and changes, hopes and disappointments, faith and commitment remain. You see, the writer of James was right. Faith is often tested, but this is also true. The Word of Christ, in it we come to understand what is truly important. We are grounded. James or Peter also goes on then to say in 1 Peter 1.25, the word of the Lord remains forever. So you seen anything change in your lifetime? Values, importance of family, lifelong friendships, a sense of true community, what's of value and what is not. The word of the Lord remains. So hear me, and I mean this sincerely. This message isn't, you know, let's feel sorry for us as believers. It's not a message of hopelessness. It's just dealing with the reality outside of Jesus so that you and I can see the power of faith in Jesus, the one who is the Word made flesh and of being grounded in His Word. Friends, there is a message of hope. For our world, there is a strategy, not just for survival, but to thrive in the midst of the chaos and the changes and everything that's going on around us. So if you're asking maybe when some of those things hit you on the news or in your own life, what can we do? How can we survive? Where can we turn? That's a question that Paul says you can be sure of right now. In 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, he says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, correcting, training in righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. All Scripture. So many of us have, you know, made an effort and very likely we maybe got through it except for maybe some of the genealogy and read the whole thing. But even if you just focused in on the, you know, pericope three-year reading cycles that most of our churches are in, how often are you like me amazed that you're hearing something read again or you're reading it again on your own and you're like, never heard that before. That never caught me that way before. That's the living word. Still active, still speaking to us here and now. So I'll say this. The answer you and I really need when our lives depend on it is not going to come from politics for our government. Oh, by the way, I know there's no surprise there, right? But how many try? And it's not going to come from your own strength or giving it your best. Yes, my friends, more is demanded than that. Trust me, history is clear on this, and of course the Bible is clear on this too. We need to have strategies not just to survive life's chaos, but to thrive even in the midst of life's chaos and challenges. In our everyday world, people, I believe, are beginning to see through the empty promises of progress, of new technology, new intellect, new information, new insights, of living life on their own terms, and their own way, as if we ever could. In a whole host of ways, people have been made aware then of the possibilities of our modern day, as well as aware of the new dangers. But More and more, we are seeing the need to prepare for things to come, the parts of life that can't be reduced to an email or a Facebook post. It's kind of interesting to me. I'm going to challenge myself. This political season, I'm going to throw away every piece of political mail that comes. You know why? Because it seems from what I am observing, and I won't give you some stat on it, but I think people are voting purely based upon nuggets without checking them out one issue, one item, without praying, without seeking to understand that individual and for what they stand, and will they stand for the people and who they are called to represent, or do they have their own agenda? It's got to be more than a subtitle, you know, or a heading. What's really behind what they stand for? Throw out those postcards that will try to put that theme in your mind and really study the issues and pray for God's will. Sorry for the little commercial. (laughs) My friend, there is an answer, and it pertains to the things that really matter. Life, faith, love, joy, peace. And the answer to those questions is found in God's word, the things of life that come in Christ, by faith. But today, we can proclaim aloud and clear, do not despair. We have the manual to life and the proof that it works. This is not just a survival guide to all that you face. This is a guide to thriving, to a life filled with grace, to tackle things head on. And so today, I believe that we, as God's people, are being called to listen up, Hear a word from God for your life and salvation. I know this is nothing new. Even Paul's letter to Timothy reminds him that your mother had it, your grandmother had it, and you have it. Trust it. Consider that history for the people of God. Consider that history in your own life. Holy Scripture, the Bible, has a plan of survival, but also a plan for abundant living laid out for all who hear and believe what it shares. And since the beginning of time, God's plan for his people has been clearly explained in the Holy Scriptures. The Scriptures are the words which save you, Paul says. They will make you wise to salvation. You want to know why so many people are falling away from the faith? Because they're listening to other words and things more than they're listening to the word. If they would take the time to read, study, and reflect, they would see the truths come to life. When other means and uh, voices have more say than this, it's not surprising when people fade away. I'll be flying to Arizona later this month for a conference during the week, and, and I know what's going to happen. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to hear it once again. The attendant's going to stand up and tell me about the lights in the aisle and the oxygen mask and the, my seats of flodation device and where the exits are. And you know what I'm going to say to myself? Like probably you're going to say, I've heard this all before. Why do I need to hear it again? But my dear friends, the truth is this, there might come a time when every word they are saying will matter, so I better pay close attention. There are words that you and I need to hear over and over again, right? Those are the words that you usually need to hear when all hell is breaking loose. Well, my friends, the Bible is the kind, that kind of word, and it is more. But not only for survival and thriving, this word offers real armor and real protection for life, a true guide in every way. Wouldn't you like to have a word that deals with those questions that you are asking yourself Right now, deep inside that nobody else knows. Grounded in the word. It's where we find those answers. It's where we need to be. And then one last blessing of being grounded in this word.
1: Yes, it has
0: the answers to our questions. Yes, it is the sword of the Spirit, the very word of God, that which we can stand against Satan's attacks, but more importantly, Through this word, there is a strong foundation for life now and in eternity. In a world of disinformation, misinformation, changing values, the Bible grounds us upon a rock-solid foundation upon which we can stand. We can depend on it to shape our faith to guide our thoughts, to direct our actions. We can trust it to bless us and guide us home. So why should we be grounded in the Word? Paul says, because it is God-breathed, full of God's Spirit and life, able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The Bible provides a strategy for survival. It's the only weapon that can defeat the devil, the world, and even the struggles of our own flesh. Finally, it is the one thing that is able to break hardened hearts and replace them with hearts filled with God's truth and love. You see, God's Word is alive. The Word was made flesh and dwells among us. The Word holds on to us, and it will not let us go. So be grounded in the Word in your daily life. Get to know the Word with me here on Sundays, in the Bible studies, and in your own personal daily study. Get to know Jesus with me. You'll be glad you did